Do not confuse this with treatment or mental health advice or direction. Nothing on this podcast is made to supplement or supersede the relationship and direction of your mental health caretakers. Although David Kozlowski is a licensed marriage and family therapist, he is not functioning as a certified mental health professional in this environment. But same applies to any professionals who may appear on the Light the Fight podcast. Welcome back to Light the Fight. We are glad you're here. Glad that you're joining us from wherever you are. I'm Heidi. And guess what, you guys? We've got... David. He's here. He made it in the flesh. And actually, it's not really the flesh because um, we're having... We're actually recording via Zoom um, and hoping that <laughs> that we're going to make it. Through. So David is just going to mute on and off as he coughs, in case you guys are wondering... Yeah, yeah. I apologize, but um, the reason why I haven't been around for a while is, well, right now I'm just getting over a sinus infection. So any of you out there have been unfortunate that a sinus infection, you know, just get that drip, drip, drip in your throat, makes you cough nonstop. But um, just a little heads up, uh, the reason why I've been gone for a little while is, uh, unfortunately, I'm going to have some heart issues. So um, if any of you are familiar with heart issues, um, it's not fun. You know, it can be pretty scary actually you know when when you feel like uh oh i think i'm going out i don't know if i'm gonna have enough time to repent for all my sin throughout my life I'm like <laughs> that's the thing about having a stroke or a heart attack um and unfortunately i've had a stroke before a long time ago but it was a different heart issue yeah i'm like i don't have enough time to like ask forgiveness for all my issues so luckily all joking aside because i know a lot of people out there if you've suffered from heart issues I, my heart goes out to you but all joking aside um, I got a couple heart issues, um, a couple different heart issues that just came on out of nowhere. And well, so, and to, um, I mean, to clarify, David, you've had, you've had years of heart issues. And so it's just kind of, it's a new type of a heart issue that you haven't had in the past though, right? Yeah. I, I can't afford to fix this one. Um, the, the last heart issues was over a million dollars because it was just a really rare electrical issue. I haven't had any issues with that, but this one, those people know about the heart I, I got myocarditis and i have bradycardia so two different type of heart issues not associated with what i used to have just um i've just been telling people i the bad news is i'm made of glass but the good news is i got that cockroach dna so <laughs> I, I don't die that easy unfortunately so <laughs> but um so that that's what's up with me and on top of it i, I got a science infection that's why i sound so horrible but I, i'm glad that i'm here um, today's episode, Heidi's going to be steering the ship and I might chime in with the, not just a cough every now and then, but say a few words, but, um, so I just want to give you guys a heads up and also let you guys know what's going on with me. And, um, and also too, I want to, again, thank our, thank our sponsor, 1-800-CONTACTS for always being there for us. And I'm not wearing them today. I actually forgot them downstairs, but, um, lingo eyewear, um, pretty amazing. Heidi talked about one of our podcasts a long time ago. She got her glasses they got me my glasses in three days. Um, part of my health issues from last year when I had COVID and meningitis is my eyesight shot since then. So I finally got online and I did the fittings all digital. It's just amazing how it works. And in three days I got my glasses and I, I was surprised that that was going to take like two weeks. So it's been an amazing experience. I've even, you guys, I don't know if you guys knew how important this was, but I've even gotten a couple compliments. 
<laughs> and compliments. But you know, that's feel, what it says when you get your box. Feels good. When you get your box from Lingo, the the paper says, "Get ready to get complimented" or something. It like does. That. Yeah. What? I see. I didn't. I just thought that was just you know a piece of paper. I didn't even see no, that. No, this is me. I. It's, the, it's true. One thing that I loved about Lingo was just like the whole marketing, like every every piece of the puzzle every piece of the experience was just so well done and so beautiful. And I just really appreciate like beautiful packaging and all their little clever things. And so, I mean, it must've been lost on you cause you were like coughing or something, but. <laughs> well, no, honestly, I, I almost forgot to say this, which, you know, I'm having some issues with my brain, but uh, cause you know, the heart's supposed to pump the blood there and I'm not getting enough of it, but their customer service really actually blew me away. Yeah. Cause I had, there was a couple issues that I had on my end, and then they fixed it immediately. They do all that digital sizing. And then they, I sent in what I needed and they sent me back. They go, no, no, that's not what your prescription said. I was wrong. They, they caught my mistake. Oddly enough, that I made a mistake. Just joking. They caught my mistake and they go, no, no, you need a different type of pair. And I was like, oh my gosh, I almost had them send the wrong pair. If it wasn't for them being so thorough, they wouldn't have caught it. Or I wouldn't have, you know, I would have gotten a wrong pair of glasses. So best customer service. Awesome. And a couple of people gave me compliments. So that's just the bonus. So thank you to, thank you to Lingo Eyewear and uh, check them out, you guys. Uh, and if, uh, what's, what's our code with them again, Heidi? I like the fight, all one word. Yeah, all one word, light the fight. If you go to their, I believe it's Brainy, what's the, the eyes, it's I'm serious, Lingo. Like, I can't L -I -I. remember. L-I-I, there's two eyes, which actually, now that I just said that, two eyes, that makes sense. But it's L-I-I, ngoeyewear.com and you yeah. get $30 off yeah you get code. $30 $30 off with the code and I literally I mean if you guys have ever heard of any of our podcasts I don't have a hard time forgetting to say things like that I part of my heart issues I'm not getting enough blood to the brain and, and part of the symptoms is bad memory so I actually have a reason for being stupid this time maybe I have the same maybe I have heart issues too <laughs> i will also so, say usually they have a two-for-one deal going on too so just okay, check it cool. out. kind of peruse make sure that you don't miss any of their deals that they have if you sign up um for their emails you'll get a deal too anyway and if I you're have, lucky like if you're lucky like me when you put the glasses on i guarantee i looked a little i looked like like i kind of knew what i was talking about like it made yeah, me look did, smart i don't know what it was so. a little smarter yeah, in fact if you guys want to see david since since you you can't see him right now if you want to see them, if you go to our Instagram, there is a video. And actually that kind of leads us into what I wanted to talk about. Um, okay. But there's a video of David. He's wearing the new glasses. He's got the long hair. There's, it's a different, it's a different, it's a COVID <laughs> David, but it's, it's coming. It's starting to grow on me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, when, so, talk. so let's talk really quickly about that video because it kind of leads into what I wanted to share about um, and interestingly enough, and, and I'll let you kind of share about this, David, to, to the, to as much as you can, but you and David or you and Brandon, um, worked together on this video and then kind of gave it kind of surprised me. It was something that they made, especially for 1-800, but then kind of surprised me in, um, dedicating it to, Corey's memory and and all those who have um, suffered death by suicide and families who have been affected. But why don't you just um, in in as few 
as few words as you can use. <laughs> um, talk about that video. Yeah, um, the whole point of it was um, just to post at the end of you know Suicide um, Prevention Month, which is which was September. Um, you know, I I'm so happy that so many people have done so many events and, and created so much awareness around suicide prevention. And uh, when you go to suicide prevention events and when you donate, um, you know, the intention behind that is really a lot bigger and greater than just being aware that suicide is happening. And the intention behind talking about suicide and trying to help in any way you can is bigger than just walking around. Obviously what I'm about to say is, you know, I'm being, you know, not being specifically serious, but it's not like after a suicide, during a suicide um, event, people are like, okay, now let's walk around and look for people who could be suicidal. And being aware that suicide is happening is good, but what's the, what's the intent behind the whole month? Like, what's the real act? What's the call to action? Like, what are we really supposed to be doing? And because I work with this all day, every day, and I've been doing this for years, I just wanted to simplify it for people. And I basically stated in the video that, you know, Suicide Prevention Month is really how to fortify and improve relationships month. Because if you go to any suicide training, if you go to any event, the whole entire point of these events is to, yes, be aware. Yes, not be scared to have these conversations. But it's practice getting reps, talking about it so when the time comes, you can build and the, the relationships ahead of time. So when the time comes, that person's more likely to talk to you and to choose you as a trusted person. So like anything in life, we plant seeds in our relationships. And if we plant the right seeds and we water them constantly and we continue staying connected with people, it may not even be suicide, but it could be a struggle that if not put in check and if not talked about, that could then lead in the future to mental and emotional instability that could then possibly lead to suicide. No one ever just wakes up one morning having never had any struggles in their life and just say, oh, I feel suicidal. It doesn't work like that. It's a long process. And even for people who have uh, what is um, called impulsive suicides, which is much more common with teenage boys and men in general, in those situations, that impulsive nature where they're angry and upset, if they have someone to talk to that's close by, that is available at that moment, it just increases the chances that they're less likely to act on it. Now, it's not a perfect science. There's no way that anyone that's feeling suicidal is going to be able to get the help that they need when they need it all the time. But if we can increase the probability that they have fortified relationships that they can talk to about their stresses and struggles, it's less likely that it's going to build up to the, to the point where they're going to feel suicidal or even attempt or act upon it. So that was really my intention of making the video is that what is this month really about? It's really improve your relationships month. So if anything bad happens, you can be that lifeline for people. Well, and, and I loved, I love that it was just kind of like an exclamation point a little bit on on the end of the month and it and it kind of was a was a clarifying and um just addressing it and so i really appreciate you doing that i didn't know that that you were doing that i know that brandon put a ton of ton of work into it and um you guys did a great job i want to thank 1-800 for um 
you know, they were the one who inspired us to do it and asked us to do it. Yeah. 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 Um, so, you know, if you guys have been listening, um, through suicide prevention month, uh, suicide awareness months, what, what, whatever you want to call it, um, different groups calling it different things and different, um, groups having different agendas, really. Um, I was involved in, a, in several different ways. And, you know, <laughs> I go into this, I go into this month, um, just really not wanting <laughs> to be involved, <laughs> to be, to be completely honest. Like, it's just not, um, it's not really something that I, look forward to and think, oh, this is what I'm going to do for suicide prevention. And you know what, maybe I will some, sometime, like put it on my actual marketing calendar and, and come up with, um, intention. Um, but so far I'm, that's not where I'm at. And so it was interesting that the individuals and, and the way I was approached by different groups, um, for different things. And I, I do like to be helpful. And even though I don't, I don't like it, I do know that um, it's important. And that's why I show up here at the podcast, even though like, I mean, even though we've been doing this podcast for a long time, I'll still like, before we, you know, in the day leading up to when we're going to talk, I just start thinking, why are we, you know, what, I don't even have anything to say. I don't have anything, to, you know, like these kinds of thoughts is what I deal with a lot. And, um, and that's been with me all the time. It just doesn't get necessarily any easier or I don't get more used to it. Um, but something happened that really, I, I want to share with you as a, as a broad audience um, of Light the Fight. And clearly, if you're listening to this, podcast, if you've been a listener to this podcast, you, you have a reason to be here. You're not just listening to it because we're the only podcast to listen to, right? Like you could be listening to anything. Um, so I talked about this, you guys have heard me talk about this, that I was invited to participate in an event that happened in our community that was really um, amazing, honestly. And it was kind of part of a bigger picture. You know, it was the 20 year anniversary of 9-11. It was um, world service, national service, national day of service that was being, were being, was being rendered by um, lots and lots of groups. And also it was suicide prevention month. And so in my community, they kind of, they kind of combined all that and did a youth they did an event that was specifically targeting the youth for suicide prevention um, and invited Alex Boyer, who speaks out about suicide, his own um, mental health struggles and his own suicide um, experiences. And, you know, a few years ago, Alex, um, when, when heroin was kind of a really hot topic, like, in the national news um, for for suicide at Harriman High, um, Alex wrote a song for Suicide Prevention Month, Suicide Prevention Day, and went and pitched it to the folks at um, 
now I can't, the acronym, the National Suicide Awareness, not, it's not national. AFSB. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Yeah, thank AFSB. you. Thank you. Um, and, and they actually did um, promote his song and it is called Bend Not Break. So he actually is gonna make a video for this song to show to AFSP for Suicide Prevention Month. And he came to Harriman and asked like the whole city of Harriman, all the youth to come and be in his music video. And about 2000 people showed up um, at the reservoir that's just right up by my house. And maybe even if you're a longtime listener, you can, you'll remember me even talking about that experience because he asked me to be in the music video, which I was just like, uh, okay, the last thing I need to be is in a music video about suicide prevention. Anyway, so they asked Alex to come and do a concert for this year, um, just based on like that song and his efforts and the ties to our community. And um, so I had seen him and, um, I'd seen him at an event and he said, hey, Heidi, I want you to come on stage when I'm singing and I want you to, to just for seven minutes talk. And I was like, okay, okay. And in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, heck no, I'm not going. And, um, and I know I already shared this, so I won't go into any, any more detail, but very clearly I was given um, in my mind what I should share. Well, the experience was unprecedented um, in Harriman. Six to 8,000 people, kids mostly showed up um, to this concert. It was a free concert and um, a lot of community support was involved. And the very next day, um, lots of different people started reaching out to me. They started asking like, okay, what, what did you guys do? How exactly did you do it? What was all involved? And asking me all these questions and I was not involved in the planning. Like I just got roped in by Alex to come up on stage. So I, if I'm telling you the truth, there had been several emails and voicemails and text messages trying to get me more involved with the event. But like I said, my resistance was not helping me. And I had a wedding happening in our family. And so I just wasn't, I just wasn't available. I just had to I just had to say no. So I didn't know anything. And um, so I was just turning people over to names that I knew that they had. Well, one person in particular who reached out to me, um, asked me information and she, um, her name's Margaret and she works for the um, commission up the Cache County Commissioner's Office and works directly with like all the different types of events that they have there at the fairgrounds and Cache County just does really cool stuff actually up there. They have lots of different like craft fairs and concerts and different things in their, um, in their space. And it turns out that the County commission guy, and I don't remember his name and I really should have it written down. So please forgive me, anybody who knows. And I, I would have to pull it up. I actually do have it, but anyway, he and his wife lost their son to suicide in 2019, um, 24-year-old young man. And, um, you know, 2021, this comes up on your, about your two year. And I know something about the two years after. You kind of start to be able to um, come up for air a little bit. You start to come to terms a little bit with the situation and you start realizing that you want to do something and you want to say something. And 
um, it sounded to me like he was kind of in that place where he's ready to say, you know, I want to do something around suicide prevention. So Margaret, who works for him, saw this event on my Instagram, researched it immediately that day after, reached out to Alex Boy's manager and said, we want you to come. And, and most of the people that I was hearing from was like, you know, this was so cool. It was so interesting. It was intriguing what you guys did. Um, we're going to put it on the schedule for next year. And Margaret was like, no, we're putting it on schedule for this year. We're going to do this in three weeks. And she rallied that community, came up with a logo, came up with resources, like filled up um, the docket for uh, an actual like program. And it was, it was literally like something I've never experienced. And of course I start, you know, she's like, Heidi, would you come? And would you go on stage with Alex again? And I was like, yeah, I'll do it. And then I just started like, I am not going to do that again. Um, and I knew Alex would do a great job. I didn't feel like he needed me. And I even like all the way up to that day, I, I messaged her, they live, so Cache County in Logan, um, it's about a two hour drive from me. And I just was like, the last thing I need to do is drive up there. Um, and I even messaged her and said, you know, I think you guys got this. And she was like, no, Heidi, we, we, you, you need to come. And so I, I felt guilty and I went, but um, I got there and I was, I was about 45 minutes after kind of when it was starting. And so the place was full, um, had to have been two, 3000 people in this concert area arena, which was just beautiful in this, in these fairgrounds, just like trees surrounding this big area. They had a huge stage set up with these enormous video screens. Um, and the boldness of suicide um, focus or suicide prevention focus absolutely blew my mind. And David, I wished, I just kept thinking, I wish that you were there because a lot of the things that I go to, a lot of the experiences, there's a lot of dancing around. Um, they don't wanna talk about suicide. They, they don't wanna, sometimes we, we don't wanna say words. We don't wanna be um, triggering there's all this fear when you when you bring people together and start actually talking about suicide it's it's a from my experience i i see all this hesitation people are super worried about what they say and this group invited 10 individuals and 10 musicians from the community and some of the people were coming from different um, organizations and different resources, um, just different people sharing their experiences. And each spoke, speaker had 10 minutes and each musician had about 10 minutes. And it was just amazing. They would come up, share their thoughts. And then this musician, like some cute, cool, like indie artist right there in the community would share like a song that either they had written, some of it was original music, some of it was cover music. And um, it was the most, for me, on the very back, on the very, very back behind all the people that actually brought chairs and intended to sit there. I, and we're talking about September 30th in Logan. 
And as the sun's going down, it's starting to get a little chilly. It was actually also a school night and the place was packed with families, with kids. And I went to the very back where there was just one little thing set up of like bleachers. And I stood on the very, very back um, row and I was alone. I actually went by myself and, um, and I stood there and as each individual went up and talked and just, just kind of bore their testimony of talking about suicide, about not giving the shame, the control about the reality of it, about it not being, it doesn't mean you're weak, addressing like all these issues. Um, there was an individual who talked about um, having some of those postpartum and prepartum actually like feelings of suicidal feelings um, and individuals who'd actually gone to different counselors and they talked about their experience and it was, it was so moving. And then um, there was this cute little band and I can't even say the name because the name of the band is super weird. I don't, I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, it had to have been like some college students, but they stood up there and I wrote this down. Um, they were, they had a really cool vibe about them and they sang three songs and um, I just, I just have to get it right. Um, they sing four songs. And the first one, um, so the four songs that they sang were covers of other songs, songs that I knew, but I had never thought of them in terms of uh, somebody that was struggling with a mental health issue. And the first one was this song called Trouble and it goes, I don't know the actual artist, I should have looked it up, but it was like trouble on my left, trouble on my right. I'm not gonna sing it because I don't have as good voice as David, but <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> it just, um, and then the second song was the SOS song by ABBA. And it's, do you, do you know the song I'm talking about? Yeah. Look it up, SOS song. And then the third song was Stand By Me. Um, and then the last song was, you gotta be cool. Relax, you know that song that I don't know that I don't know any of the actual artists, so I should have been more prepared. But I sat there, and these were songs that, like I said, like I know I like these songs. Um, I'd never thought about them in the context of somebody that was st struggling emotionally. And um, when I did in that moment, after hearing these people like talk, like bare their souls to 3,000 people on a stage with a video, like it, like a like a rock concert type situation. And, um, and I just sobbed. And there were these four police officers standing by me and they're like, you're okay? And I was like, yeah. And they were like, we get it. And I don't know, I just, all around me, I knew that there were people who were struggling and who were hearing the thoughts in their head be shared right out in the open, like making it totally okay, right? And and this, this program that they put together was like running an hour 
a little over an hour over and Alex hadn't even come out yet. I was supposed to go on at 7.30 and it was like 8.45 and I hadn't even gone on yet. Alex hadn't come on yet. Pe people are getting cold. And, and yet they, the show just kind of went on and Alex brought like, I don't know, like a 15 piece band and he just really stepped up his game when he went and, and it was so powerful and so good. And um, it took what happened in Harriman and just times it by 10 in terms of boldly saying we're not we're not going to be ashamed we're going to talk about this we're going to state it we're going to bring people in that have voices that are willing to share and we're going to put them on this enormous stage and we're going to we're going to shout it out we're going to light it and it and it was called the night was called ignite the light and, um, you know, I think about the name of our podcast, which is Light the Fight, which I remember about on my two-year mark, I started to imagine a night in a park with a stage, with a cool band, being open and honest about these struggles and kicking the shame to the curb. And I, and I realized that that night standing there in Logan was what I had seen in my own mind's eye like four years ago thinking wouldn't it be cool if we could gather people around and it didn't have to be tied to a group of people or a certain illness or a certain limitation of you know these people have had this happen to them these people are living with this disease these people you know it was just blanket, like, it's okay to not be okay. And let's talk about it. And you're loved and you matter. And we see you, you're seen and, and, and you're allowed to be here. And it, and it was just, the reason why I bring this all up is because there are, there are people, I know they're listening to this episode, this podcast, and you live in a community that something like this hasn't happened and you know in your heart that this needs to happen you know that this is what your community needs that the kids at the schools that you're that you represent that, that your kids go to or that maybe you're a teacher or you're a coach or, or maybe you have you're on a board or maybe you're even a mom or a dad that is seeing this need The time has come for us to not be afraid to talk about it. The time has come for us to stand up on stages with video and with rock music and with microphones and proclaim the fact that 
life sucks sometimes and that's okay. And so I'm telling you that as you're listening and as we're sharing these ideas and as I shared what happened in my community and Margaret picked it up and said, we're doing this in, my, in, in our community and people have reached out beyond that. What I'm hoping is that actually like that igniting the light, like that we can just be like, you know how when you try to light a whole bunch of candles on a birthday cake and you don't have time because the wax is going to melt into the frosting. Like we got to be that for each other right here we have to take the light that we're sharing on this podcast and that I'm seeing in these two communities and, and in many other communities and in the schools that have had David come in and talk and, and in the curriculum that David is working to provide. And, and we've got to take this light and we've got to ignite the next person's light until we are actually like putting all of these lights together with resources and willingness. And I promise you, as you guys listen to this individually in your car or folding your laundry or hopefully exercising, that you'll think to yourself, this is probably not something that I can do. But I guarantee you that you have friends and that you have people in your neighborhood or in your church group or in your PTA group, you have people that can put this together. And what happened with Margaret is she said, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do it on the state. I made this call, I need donations and donations came in. Somebody just has to say, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start right here. And I don't exactly know how I'm gonna do this because that's what Margaret did too. She didn't exactly know what it was going to look like. She didn't exactly know what she's going to do, but she started. Um, we are a year away from next year's suicide prevention uh, month. Now is the time for anybody who is listening to say, you know, our community, our school, our town needs something like this. And, you know, I don't know if you want to reach out to Alex Boye and his manager and have him come or, or maybe there's really, there's, cool indie bands in your community or a bunch of college kids that get together and play music, put them on a stage, give them permission to talk about their feelings and it will change lives. It will change lives because we can no longer just sit around and like, talk in a reverent room with our chairs all butted up together in a circle and talk about how hard it is. It's gotta be bigger than that. It's gotta be more fun. It's got to be louder and full of light. And I am just super excited to see the tide start to change. Well, thanks for sharing that, Heidi, and um, you're right. And I think um, one thing that I was thinking about when you were talking about that was that just because the topic is so heavy doesn't mean the experience can't be light. Um, I think when I've gone to funerals, especially 
funerals for suicide. When I talk to parents, I talk to families, there's always been one constant. Even though no matter how anyone dies, death is, it's heartbreaking. It's, it's heavy. It's intense. And I've never, I've never met a family that said, will you please tell me all the saddest stories about my child? <laughs> I hear the opposite. Tell me the stories you, you had with my child that I've never heard. Tell me, I, I want to see laughter. And I think there's not a better way to, to honor someone's passing than to have laughter, to have honesty, to have music. Because, like I said, I mean, I, I think it's true. I, I think up until recently, people with good intentions were trying to honor the passing of people by being very cautious and careful how you talk about the thing that took their life. And, and in these cases, suicide. But now it's becoming such a common thing with so many people knowing someone intimately or having a friend that knew someone. It's now to the point where so many people have died by suicide that if we don't know how to talk about it just right, then people may mistake it as something that can't be talked about. Right. And nothing better than laughter, music, and all these things can bring light to something that has always tried to lurk in the shadows. The power of suicide, the power of mental health issues, depression, anxiety, the power of heartbreak when someone loses a relationship and they, they feel suicidal, the power of all those things comes from a lot of dark, heavy things. Like that's how it gains power. But when a friend cracks a joke at the right time and you feel like, okay, like I can talk with them. When a song comes on so timely that when you're like, I'm not going to feel, I'm not going to feel them. The song like takes the words out of your soul and, and puts them to music. You're like, okay, I guess I'm going to cry. That's not bad. That's not heavy. That's the opposite. Like the event was saying, you know, like our podcast says that that's light. And these, these subjects have been so taboo for so long. I think what Heidi, correct me if I'm wrong, I think what you're saying is that if we want people to feel comfortable talking about it, we have to put them in environments and we have to create conversations that are comfortable. And then as they feel comfortable, then that conversation can then make its way to the surface. Hence, in, in my video at the very end, and I've been saying this for years, and you know this better than anyone, Heidi, that the best suicide prevention is connection. People don't, people, we connect through pain because that's a universal connector. But once we feel the pain, it's like, now what? Now what do we can do? Okay, we all agree that we feel pain. People looking around and from what you're saying, I think it's beautiful. It's like, all right, if we're all feeling pain together, let's make some great music out of it. Let's, let's throw a great event together. Just because the event is, is surrounded a heavy topic doesn't mean that the feeling of the experience can't be light. And all, all the best suicide prevention walks I've gone through, I've gone to, there's tears and there's laughter. There's smiles and there's heads hanging down. You, they're not exclusive one, of one another. And the more people have better experiences at these events, the more likely they're to be less shameful and less embarrassed in talking about right. their own personal experiences or less fearful to bring it up to someone else if they're worried about them. 
and I and I think I mean we've talked about the and a lot and I think that it's been really hard for me personally to kind of like combine a, a joyful fun exciting concert environment with Corey's story right because I, I do have a lot of reverence for it um and it's sad for me and in that situation, like I didn't, I didn't feel like I could disrespect his story by like the hype that the, that the music brought, you know, but actually the opposite, the opposite was true. And I know that like, what event would he rather go to? That's a what, depressing, sad event? Exactly. Or an event like, dun, 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 like. Right, right. Because and it's so, your story, it's your story, but it's also his story too. Right. And, and I don't know. So I, I guess I just wanted to take the time to, to share that with all of us. That, that as we are thinking in our community, what our schools need, what our community needs, what our church group needs, what, whatever, that, that we can let go of some of the past ideas that we've all had about these types of events and make them into something a little bit more connection-based and um, light-filled. And I just wanna encourage you, if you're listening to this, and you, maybe you're feeling, you know, like maybe you need to be involved or, or, or bring it to somebody who will get it to happen in your community. Don't ignore those thoughts and feelings, like do it. Well, I mean, it's, I couldn't agree more because suicide is hurtful and talking about it's helpful. Yeah, it really is. So. Anyway, with that, um, I think that we'll wrap up. I told David we'd keep this short. I, you guys know how good I am. At just well, as long as I didn't have to do that much talking, I'm okay. <laughs> um, you guys, thank you for listening. Thank you for being with us for yet another um, episode and another year of suicide prevention <laughs> um, stories. And as we go forward, sharing what we know um here on the podcast over on our patreon um and anywhere else that we are please know that you're not alone in this fight and all voices are needed so we're glad you're here we appreciate you listening we appreciate the light that you that you bring because it's gonna take all of us, right? It's gonna take all of us to turn the tide, um, to open up, because the more that we talk about it, the more lives will be saved. So thank you for helping us to fight the fight.